Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello, hello. Hello, Bernie. And joining us today, Chimdi, my man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I'm very well. If you didn't know, Chimdi is the co-host with Bernie of the Talk Shop podcast. I know it's it's unreasonable of Bernie to have another podcast, but he does. Um, <laughs> and uh, you should all go and listen to it because it's very good. But uh, Chimdi, welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's been, uh, it's been a while. I, I told Bernie I needed to come on because uh, <laughs> I needed to speak a lot and stuff. But let's, uh, let's go. Uh, uh, why don't you tell the people who you support? Oh, I support Manchester United. Okay. Uh, do, do you yeah. have some frustrations? Is that uh... plenty of plenty? So we'll, we'll, we'll pop. I was me- <laughs> I snapped at Bernie today, so we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Okay, I but can't yeah. wait to hear what that is about. Why do I get the feeling I'm just going to be like a Manchester United therapist today? <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll we'll build up to that. We'll 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 start elsewhere. Um, if you could pick someone from the world of football. To take over from Boris Johnson, who would it be? Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting in Downing Street with a pint of wine. Yep. Well, Big Sam. doesn't Big Sam like depend if you're? Well, I guess England could technically be in a relegation zone at this point. Oh, wait, they're a hundred percent in a relegation battle. <laughs> Yeah, it's, did you guys see the someone put like a Photoshop of like uh, Sam Allardyce in front of Downing Street? Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would go yeah. Goose Hitting, but then they'd have to be in like a semi-decent place. Um, and he's far too continental for what you guys are trying to do right now with Brexit. Yeah, no. yeah, so, that, yeah that's true. Uh, Sean Dyche is available. Um, I actually, you. so my my thought was not a manager. It was, and I know this. You know, this is possibly a bit sensitive or inappropriate but Roman Abramovich because like <laughs> he'll just spend whatever it takes and buy whatever you need he's not worried about like balancing balancing the books just like you need more hospitals and schools have the money you know <laughs> you know what I'm going to change my answer and I'm going to go with I think what this England needs is someone to come in be nice to everyone make everyone smile and bring back good vibes, Ole Gunnar we'll Solskjaer should be the oh, man God. to take it. Especially <laughs> on an interim basis, which should be fine. <laughs> Long term, uh, whatever. <laughs> weird vibes. Weird you vibes. Well, about good vibes. He's got you, that you almost well, down anyway. So. <laughs> you might as well get the, the theoretical professor who may know a lot about economics and blah, 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 but still flop in the end when he doesn't get along with anyone named Ralph Fragnick as an interim. <laughs> Oh man, but, uh... that, that almost perfectly described Arsene as well. <laughs> Arsene, why he didn't he didn't fail? Well, you know the f- the second ten years was pretty. I mean, you have to earn the first ten years. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I love the idea of, of watching the re- the English reaction to appointing a German as prime minister. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it occurred to me that last episode i think towards the end we finished talking about transfers that were like very obviously money laundering scams and one of them that we didn't mention was fabio silva when wolves bought him for 35 million pounds as, as like a 17 year old from porto and i just saw that he's being loaned to Anderlecht. yep yep yeah it didn't last that that was a, a mendez operation if you ever saw it 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And now he's piddling around in, in Belgium. But maybe he'll actually get some football, which is nice. But that leaves Wolves with 0.5 of a striker. Because Raul Jimenez, through no fault of his own, is not, you know, okay. Is it, who, who are they linked with anyone? Because I keep hearing Pookie in Premier League, and I'm like, that could make sense. Like, it's better than the literally nothing they've done so far. Yeah, seriously. They haven't done any business at all. I thought they had done something. No, they keep getting like they they were in for Palinia, and then he went to Fulham. And wow. I don't know. I've not really heard much. Mendes um, actually, coming through for them this year. He's busy or something. He's dealing with, dealing Ronaldo. with Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldo, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I want to get Chimdi. I want to get your uh, your take on this. So we had a big debate about Timu Puki the the other week um, as to like clearly he can play in the Premier League, but mm-hmm. at what level? Like, is he a backup for a big club? Would you take him at United as a backup, or should he go like mid to lower table and start games? Um, it's a hard one because we've seen a range of backups for United, older backups, ranging from our brother Ordeon to, you know, Cavani. I would say him and Ordeon are on the same level, except I feel like he actually is very entrenched in the English game, and he can Mm. actually do stuff for you on a daily basis. He may not score, but he will give you something every game. Um, So I think he could be a backup. But I feel like he could also be very useful to a team, kind of like Fulham, Burnley, if they were still in Premier League, people like that. He would do a good job for them. He would score a couple goals, 10 goals maybe. Um, I think yeah, he's man. he's good enough for the Premier League for sure. He's instinctive enough, finishes very well, strikes the ball pretty well. Just unfortunate that he's getting his chances in the Premier League at this age. You know, I don't know why, where, wh- what was wrong with him in his mid twenties <laughs> that he that he wasn't anywhere near the Premier League. I mean, really, well, where was he? Has he always been in Norwich for, for that long? I think I, before I Norwich, he was at Celtic, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he had like he had a shot in England before that, and it didn't go very well, and then he went to Scotland and then came back, something like that. Yeah, because I'm I'm surprised he he is good technically, but mm-hmm. again, it might it, like we were saying. It may have been something that came on to him like later in life. You know, just became more proficient at what he does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he would be a good backup. Uh, I don't know how far up the table he would go as a backup. I would say Everton level. If Hush. we got him, if we got him, <laughs> if we got him, we would be crucified. But I feel like he would be efficient. Um, he would do whatever he's told, literally, like, and at a better rate than. If you have an actual coach that can actually tell him what he wants him to do, what he wants him to do, I feel like he's the kind of player that would actually get it done. Listen, if he shows up to training three times out of five, he's there more than Edinson was. So it's (laughs) true. Very true. Speaking of Everton, uh, James Tarkovsky. This is like, this is one of those really obvious Everton transfers. But I like. It, this might actually be okay, no? I think I don't think this is actually obviously Everton at all. Like a free centre back who's actually good. Like he gets a lot of shit because he's at Burnley and like there's a lot of bombardment and whatever. So like he defends a lot. So maybe he looks better than he he might be. But he's actually not a bad pass of the ball. 
he seems fairly composed for someone that gets like attacked on that much. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm actually fairly surprised that someone else didn't go for him. I'll put it this way. If Chelsea are trying to bring back Nathan Ake, they might as well have gone for Tarkovsky. I, I think he's a better defender than, than Ake is. Like it's it's kind of weird to me this one has fallen into Everton's lap, but hey, for all I know, either he's really shit or Everton will make him shit one way or the other. So it's, it's it won't end well because of Everton, probably more so. How old is he? Twenty nine, thirty. So two, three years ago weren't a lot of top top clubs like linked with him kind of, but then mm-hmm. Burnley was still doing their thing mm-hmm. and Daesh didn't want to let him go and he was captain. Think right? Yeah, I just he's one of those guys that I I think like no one's been convinced enough. But on a free, you'll try it out, you know. Yeah, I think I think his vote for a big move was that period of time, and I don't think I think he was honestly priced out because no one thinks he's worth what they were asking, even though he is a good defender. Um, but yeah, I think um, I, I agree with Bernie. Kinda, he's better than what Bern, uh, Everton typically would shop for it within the Premier League. Uh, they fair. tend to find they tend to find uh shitty Premier League player, players to bring on, on board. Um but uh yeah I think I think he he might do well. I mean that that shouldn't be too terrible I think for him. Yeah well they'll, they'll stick him next to Michael Keane I assume and have a all Burnley centre back pairing. Um <laughs> you mentioned Nathan Ake so let's talk about Chelsea. It that looks like it's happening by the way like enough people on the internet that I trust that say it's happening um, or not enough people are saying it. Um, and there's really no reason it shouldn't. I guess Chelsea are buying him A because they know him and B because he's left footed, right? Like he's one of those players who, if he were right footed, he'd be playing for Brighton. <laughs> hey, well, is that an insult? Brighton? Yeah. yeah I think, I no, think I, I mean, it's I, too I, good for him to be honest. <laughs> I like I was Brighton. About to say. I, I'm a fan. It's just, you know, I'm saying that's like where he'd be at if he was right-footed, like that level of team as opposed to yeah well, that, that league position because we know that about the position. issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, are you are you surprised? Uh, and I'm not directing this at anyone in particular, but are you surprised that they're not going for? Well, they seem to be going for Delit as well. So presumably he would play on the right of Thiago Silva with Nathan Ake on the left. Like, how do we feel about this? Mm, it's gonna cost them what seventy five million? Like, are they really gonna spend that much money on for the center back? Like, I've I've seen something like that around, and I'm like, really? Like, I, it sounds like one of those things that I feel they're interested, but I I don't know if they can pull the trigger on that. That's a bit crazy, unless they unless really Barcelona, because apparently Bailey is in Barcelona right now. Aspilicueta goes, and what's his name? Alonso goes, Not and then so sure, you you'd have no defenders at that point. So sure, why not? But like, it just seems rather strange. I, I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. It seems weird. Like why not go for Koulibaly for thirty? <laughs> like, well, they might know. do that as well. Like Todd, Todd Bowley is is massively playing like <laughs> fantasy <laughs> football <laughs> right now. Like he's just floating around Europe, just like trying to buy people. Definitely. Also, Definitely. can someone help me out here? Why is he going to Barcelona to sell a player? Like, is it just vacation? Like, no, like he wants to. He's just getting involved, trying to make friends. 
Yeah, I, I think I think it's a bit of what Alex just said in terms of he's trying to get his name out there as an exec, and he's actually going there. One, two, um, yeah, him going in person. One, I think there's just a lot of coverage of it, and just because it's who he is, uh, it does happen. Not all these guys fly up and down. Like for instance, I just listened to Talk of the Devils and uh, what's his name, Andy Min, who lives in Barcelona. Uh, he's a Man United fan said he definitely knows the United people have been speaking with Laporta at certain locations. He knows it for a fact, but there's no coverage. Because one, United doesn't want to be, we're covered everywhere for every single thing, but they don't want to be seen like that. They're not going to be pictured like that. Like you wouldn't see Arnold talking to anyone like that or Murta talking to anyone like that. They don't want anyone to know. Um, So, right, him going there is not strange. He's trying to put his name out there, I think. And I think there's a lot of business he's trying to see if he can do his whole MLB trade card type <laughs> transfers. That's he's what he's like, trying to do. So He's sitting down with Laporta saying, like, I've got an all-star for you, and I want one of your all-stars. And your top literally, he, he showed up. To the restaurant with the whole folder under his arm, and they asked him, "Oh, are you coming to talk about the young or some or Aspilicueta?" And he said, "We're here for dinner." While holding a whole dossier of stuff, clearly he has stuff to talk about. But I think that they are—he's uh, trying to get his name out there. It's a way for him to be public. Uh, I don't know how many years he'll continue as the the transfer director or whatever at Chelsea going forward if they get someone in. I would hope they do because it's turned into a a fiasco. But then again, he might like the whole thrill and think he's good at it if he gets a few signings this summer and just continue yeah. doing that. Well, listen, yeah. I mean, it's not they have a lot to to chat about with Barcelona. Let, let, let's kind of list the ways. Like, there's the Aspilicueta and Alonso stuff, which I I think they'll probably give them up to Barcelona fairly cheaply. I I don't think they they really need them to stay. Um, then there's the whole Rafinha shit. There's Frankie, like, maybe Boley says, I will pay more than Manchester United for Frankie de Jong. You leave us Rafinha, or vice versa. Like, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. It, like, there's, there's just a lot to discuss between these two clubs. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the Spanish press all said that um, Chelsea are very interested in de Jong. And it might have been putting two and two together in the sense of, okay, he's in Barcelona. And yeah. sort of to the question that I asked, who goes somewhere to sell somebody, right? Like, <laughs> most of the time, it's the selling party comes to you, right? Like, mm-hmm. Manchester United are in Barcelona right now, right? All that kind of thing. So I think a lot of people, I even the journalists, may have put two and two together, right? To be like, hmm, okay, it must be about De Jong. That may or may not be true. We'll probably find out in the morning as we wake up and then the European news advance of us, whatever. But I think there's also, to Jimmy's point, that he's trying to probably get his name out there. And I think he wants to meet as many executives as he can because he's just starting off in this. I wouldn't make Barcelona one of my ones that I would spend a lot of time on because that's an example. Unless he wants to know how not to run a club, which maybe he can learn a lot from them about. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, they officially put in a 33 million, I think, pound bid for Lewandowski. Chimdi, let, let's see what you think about this. If you are Barcelona and you, you know, very famously have no money, and you already have a bunch of forwards, is this what you're doing with your the 33 million that you do allegedly have? If I was Barcelona, I would say yes because they're crazy and the socials are on my ass. 
<laughs> Seriously, frankly, think about it. Most of what they do, the football fans in Barcelona feel like they know a lot of football. Historically, that is true. They have the social construct. But they also force their presidents to do crazy shit because they're under pressure. You know, they're, they just want results. They don't care what happens. You know, they feel like they can get money from wherever. So that's, I feel like if there wasn't that pressure of just, we are Barcelona, we have to deliver. A lot of the things Otomio did last few years, which Laporta is trying to clean up, would never have happened. They just need to keep pushing, pushing. Rival Real Madrid, who I'm, I'm actually surprised they're not going through any financial things right now. I don't know what they did to eliminate all that shit they were going through, but somehow they're quiet in this whole financial mess. I have a funny feeling something will come up some sometime. You know, maybe in two years we'll figure out that they aren't paying people. You know, so like it's it's crazy what they're doing. Uh, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know how they survive. They're already selling their soul effectively. Different things about the club are just going to shit in terms of being sold. Hey, it is what it is. Barcelona's institution, somehow they'll figure out a way to survive, I think. But it's funny how Barcelona, uh, Bayern said, you know, what are you going to pay us? I want it up front because we don't think you're going to be a club in two years. Right. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> there, there, there's some debate as to whether Bayern actually said anything like this, but I I would ask for the money up front, 100%. I I mean we we've told this story probably five or six times now, but when when Bernie and, and Mo and Roche and I went to the Camp Nou, they were so hard up for cash that they tried to sell us grass from the Tito Villanova era. Like that's one of the things that they tried to to sell us, and now they're having they're selling that is a fact, 100%. Yep. 100%. And and now they're they're uh, it was a little bag of grass. Like it was like they were selling weed. It was very funny. Um, and now they're letting people get married on, you know, in the camp new for money. Like it's just it's a bit embarrassing for a superpower, isn't it? It's it is. And the thing is, they've just what I thought was when they let Messi go, you know, Laporta had a very easy out with Bartomeu, right? Like to say this is all Bartomeu's fault. Bartomeu's in jail, I think, right now, and there's all, you know, people have gone to prison or at least have been <laughs> put in the system for fraud. So you have an easy person to dump this on and then to say, we need a few years of austerity measures. Like, we're going to get a bunch of free sign, which they did with Aubameyang and Memphis and Christensen. Uh, Chris, yeah, but then they went 60 million on Fran Torres. What? <laughs> and then they did a bunch of other stupid things, which I'm like, you had an easy way out of this, of just getting free signings, just do enough to stay in the top four for, just give it two years. I think the socios would have given you two years. They won't give you three. Like, they just won't. Like, there's only, as long as they keep seeing Real Madrid win stuff, it would have to come to a head. But they had a chance to let this go. And then we're hearing, Rafinha, sixty-five million that they want, and Deco's in conversation. Like, what? What is Deco in conversation with Barcelona about? Like, <laughs> sixty. Like, Leeds want sixty-five million. We don't have it. Just stall for us a little <laughs> bit. Like, like we're trying to sign, like you know, not just Spotify, but fucking Acast or something. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, they're just throwing bids left. Apparently, Kunde, like they have an agreement with, and like. Like and now they're they're like not paying Frankie de Jong like twenty million. Like they, oh, <laughs> I don't get it. This is what is this is what is cracking me up. And honestly, is like is the most kind of poisonous aspect of it is that 
for the second half of the season or like April, May or whatever, clearly they went around Europe agreeing personal terms with all their targets, like Rafinha and uh, and Kunde and what have you, but knowing full well that they couldn't actually buy them. That's mm-hmm. fucking rude, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Got Adama's hopes up. Rafinha is literally sitting there like, I'm not trying to go to Chelsea or Arsenal. Please get me this Barcelona move. <laughs> it can't happen. And the problem is that it's 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 unfortunate that there's such a big club because all these players just want to go there and they will wait. And Frankie De Jong is owed twenty million dollars, but he'll he'll probably stay and fucking you know decide. Okay, another year of giving you a discount on my wages this year, and then you know pay me over the rest of the. I like honestly. I don't know if it's some kind of Stockholm syndrome or something. You know, you must love Barcelona so much, but they literally paid you your first year three million dollars, paid you nine million the next year. So they've already cut it from fourteen to three. So that's nine million dollars. From fourteen to nine, that's what um, um, fourteen million dollars. And then they have bonuses that they owe them also from those two years. And you're literally probably going, and they're asking you now, essentially, to forego that $14 million plus take a wage cut for the rest of your contract. And you're literally, you would take that, probably. I mean, Fabrizio Romano and other people have said he categorically will not probably take a pay cut anymore. You know, so I guess that's a sticking point. But, like, you know, why are they all, so they're all clamoring to go there and they know that they should there. I mean, either they just don't care about the wages and they really just want to bring Barcelona up because it's so prestigious. Fine. You know, unfortunately, Barcelona and Real Madrid have created a mystique that lasts regardless of what the hell's going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's good. Um, so I guess that's what it is, but it's like, it's mind-boggling. All these free transfers, they still can't register Messi and Christensen. They've unveiled them, but they can't register them. Um, you know, um, it's a it, it makes no sense. It makes it, no sense. It reminds me of when they signed. I don't think this was their fault. I think this was his fault, wasn't it? But when they signed Arda Turan and he couldn't play for six months, he just sat there. Yeah, that was their fault. But that was also was Bartomeu. Remember, this man did money laundering with Paulinho like three times. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. In out, back in, back out. Great stuff. Um, I mean, I, I suppose the one thing that's going for them is that, as Mohamed uh, tells us, because he goes to Barcelona like once every eighteen months or so, it's a bloody wonderful place to be. So maybe yeah. that's that's the thing that is that's you know convincing everyone to try and go there. All right, it's time, lads. I'm going to let you have it. Um, Manchester United, Christian Eriksen. Yeah, that's good. If, if if I were in your shoes, I would be more excited about this signing than pretty much any signing that you, you've made in the last few years? Uh, n- n- not for me, Clive. Like, this is, this is top five in my books, but, like, there's nothing more exciting to me than Bruno Fernandes for, for what you know that, like, you know about me and that signing, what, what happened I, on Twitter. I know, you, I know uh, you love Hero Ball, but like, Ericsson is so much more intelligent. Yeah, but Bruno is, like, all, all, my thing was this, watching Bruno in Portugal, when we were trying to sign him, I was like, this is an action man. And that's why I like him football. That like, <laughs> that, like um, you know those Raquel May vibes of I'm just going to make shit happen? Like, mm. different types of players, but I love that from central midfield of a guy who just says, fuck it, mate. Like, it's like the best version of Stevie G that I used to like back in, like, I used to like begrudgingly, 
that's what I like, like action hero football. And that's what Bruno is. And Christian Eriksen is totally different. Although he can do hero ball. People people don't understand he that can. Can there was a lot of give it to Kane like, like back in the day. So he can do it. What this gives us is Juan Mata with more legs and more physicality like, that now. we can use to rotate with Bruno or even play with him. Because we know Ten Hag has used Tadic from the wing and Bruno can, can do that and whatever, whatever. It gives you a lot. I'm excited about the permutations from a squad perspective not necessarily Ericsson on his own. Especially because I don't know who the striker is going to be. And if it's <laughs> Ronaldo, I don't see a benefit for Ericsson. No, it's not Ronaldo. I don't yeah, see a I benefit for Bruno either. Yes, and, and get the fuck out of here. But if I want someone to make something happen if I don't have a good striker, then it's probably Bruno Fernandez, right? Like, he carried the team for two years as a top goal scorer when Everyone else mm-hmm. is doing bits and bobs, whatever. So I'm really happy about that. Malakia, okay, cool, whatever. Um, yeah. We'll see. But I'm, I am happy about Ericsson. Um, I'll, I'll use this to prompt Chindi a little bit. What, what concerned me a little bit and caused a little bit of uh, uh as we call it, uh, is I'm not convinced that the football operation at Manchester United is fully operational. And I say that in the sense of, what have we seen from targets? Either Dutch players or players that Ten Hag has a personal relationship with. Mm-hmm. Which on its own is okay. That's fine. Like you want guys you can trust in the first transfer window that you ever had at this club. Cool, fine. But it doesn't show me that the club scouting network is <clears throat> either working or being trusted. And the scariest thing for me of a football club is to literally just go blind with a manager and go, that's who you want. Let's go get him. What needs to happen, and I don't believe is happening, is they're not doing analysis to go, yeah, Lissandro Martinez actually is going to fit in with these players because he has this skill set and that skill set and is going to work in the Premier League because of this and this guy and this guy. Like, you know what I mean? All those things that they have to do, serious analysis to go, yes, that's what you want to do. We, as a football operation, support you, Eric. I don't think those things are happening. I think they're just going, well, that's what he wants, so let's go ahead. Which may may not be happening, that's fine. But I'm a little bit concerned about that because whenever that's happened at this club, every single time it has failed. Every single time. Name one, it has failed. Jim Will has been for, shaking for, his head, putting his arms first, up. He's got, first, he's got points. Yeah, first <laughs> of all, Bernie, just, just before I go in, when has that happened? It happened with Schweinsteiger. Oh, Fellaini. Fellaini. It totally f- failed. It happened with Fellaini. It totally failed. Okay. All right, fine. Fair you, enough. You, you can so, think it happened with Latan, in no, my opinion, no. that was a failure of a signing as well. Fair and fair enough. Okay. So so my difference here is one, yes, there is the scouting my thinking is the scouting department is substandard for what Ten Hag wants or expects and Murtaugh wants to rebuild that department. So in tandem they want to. One. Two. This is not the summer summer window. They probably feel, and I, we, we can debate whether they're right or wrong, where they can actually rebuild that and productively get a good summer that will help this manager. So the only other option is to trust that the man you brought in, the man you interviewed, the man who reportedly pretty much did a presentation to you as to what he wants to do, has told you he's looked at and wants to do for this season. And trust that. That's how I'm looking at it. 
this guy, if you believe, and what we've heard and what we've seen is that he is meticulous, smart, prepares for a long time, has known he's gotten this job from when? When do we believe he got appointed? May? He, it, was announced, it was announced in May, but I'm, I bet sure, you April, he already knew, they already knew April. So, And if you assume that the interview process started in February, which is what they told us, meaning he's prepared for this season, for that interview, from then on. In my mind, his choices on what he's thinking about doing for this season, and I'm, remember, I'm still saying this season because I have a point for that, for this season is well-researched, and understands how he wants to play in this. And whether or not the Premier League, we all think the Premier League is some mythical space that things can't work if they're not how they were or they're not, they don't resemble something we've seen before. The only problem with that argument is that we actually do see it on the other side of Manchester with different things that Ten Hag is probably going to want to do. But that's one of my points. So Ten Hag wants to play a certain style of football. There's only certain type of players that can do that. Other than the people that he's going to and the system that they played in that we're looking at, other players that can do that are in elite clubs doing that already. They're not going to leave them. So what's his option? The players he knows can do it. And again, we're talking as if he's plucking 10 players from the Eredivisie. He's picking a defender. It was either Timber or Martinez. We knew that for sure. Mm-hmm. Timber is a pussy and he's a young kid. and He doesn't want to come. So Martinez... You know, honestly, if I was to pick between two profiles in terms of playing style and grittiness and being a man, I think I would have gone for Martinez first. The only reason why Timber, the only reason why Timber is, is may have been number one is because he's younger and maybe just more exciting. People know who he is. But Martinez is the kind of dog. What what what's his nickname? The Hound that we need on our he's team. He's got that dog in him. In the back line. That's actually yeah. I think I think his name is the Hound, something like that. He's from Game of Thrones. Um, So I think I think you know either in defense or in the back line, defensively, that kind of player is what we needed. So I would have gone for him anyways. Then in the midfield, he's looking for players that he knows can do his system. De Jong was raised in the Ajax system, but he did go to Barcelona. So he's a traveled player. He's mature and he's experienced. I see nothing wrong in wanting to get that kind of player as your marquee player, right? The Anthony links that is the only one that I'm like, I mean, he's Nani waiting to happen again. And Nani was reliable. Someone spends 70 million on Anthony, they need. That's dumb. You yeah, know, that's, exactly. not even the, that's not even the one that pissed me off. It's, it's the link that you shared today. And the reason Chimdi, Chimdi knew what he was doing when he, when he tagged me in this, and I'll tell you why. Because oh, it's okay. This... Let, let, me, let, me know, let me not draw this out too long, okay, right? Anthony, I just brought him up because that's the forward, right? So I'm, I'm just going through the positions that we know that he's really trying to get into, and I think are key. So defense, midfield. The fullbacks, I think Malesia was just something, an opportunity that he saw. He, he's a, he's a thinks, backup. And he, that's and fine. he thinks that and he thinks it's someone that could work long term and pot, hopefully depending on how Luke Shaw decides to act, he could come into fruition this season. But he has again that tenacity and the ability to play the system that the, the boss wants. So those are three. And then we talk about Ericsson. Ericsson is free, mature, premier experience, and has the Ajax in him. So he can do whatever system Ten Hag wants. So those are the four signings that I'm in support of that the manager wants to make. Point blank period. Those I, are fine. I, 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 don't, I, I don't mind. 
hold on, I don't mind the Ajax links only because it's a system thing, not necessarily I'm trying to be cheap and just going to Eredivisie and getting these guys. It's the who can do what I want to do in this first year. The reason why I keep saying first year is because I see this as our version of Ajax's 2018-2019, where he didn't have all the tools he wanted. Yeah, Champions League came... semi-final. Europa yeah, League well, semi-final. If, 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 <laughs> if things work. But the point is, right, he just needs people that can do a system and with what he's got. And I honestly think even with the Ronaldo thing, if he goes... The false line that he did with Tyler and Donny works better. He can do that more hey, with who he, we have other than Ronaldo. Sorry, go ahead. He will be delighted if Ronaldo goes. Do you see it like exactly. the same day that the Ronaldo shit came out? There was a video of Ten Hag like introducing Malasia to the training ground. He looks mm-hmm. very happy. There is not a hint of concern <laughs> he's, on, he's, on that man's face. He's ecstatic. He's and, and look, I get what you're saying. And that's why I said I have concerns. That's all it is. Because I... We we have not seen in a very long time a Dutch Eredivisie player, especially Eredivisie player, probably since Luis Suarez, probably, maybe there's one in between that I'm forgetting, that has been a success. And that makes me extremely nervous. I, it, forget Ten Hag for a second. That in itself makes me nervous. And that's why when I go, why are we going so far into this? The only the only th- reason why I feel like maybe this is like not that bad to me is because is Lissandro Martinez gonna start? Maybe not. Is Malaki gonna start? Maybe not. Erickson, we know him. It's cool. Brian Bobby is who or Bobby is who we're linked with today. Okay, uh, as a striker. That was a joke. That is ridiculous. But again, is he gonna start? Probably not. So again, as I said in the group chat, it's low risk because not a single person is going to start. At least. Maybe, who knows? They may impress in preseason, but like they're not coming in as certified, except for maybe Frankie de Jong, if that happens, as certified starters, which is fine. Which says to me, he's saying, there's actually good players here, which they absolutely fucking are. And I'm going to work with them to get them to where they need to be. And that's cool. But do you spend $50 million on Lissandro Martinez, who I kind of no. like? I don't think you do that. Do you go and like chase because they are going to bid for Anthony? They're asking for seventy million. You're going to meet them at sixty or fifty. I wouldn't do that either. That's what concerns me because I look at Zia, I look at Van der Beek, I look at even if you want to go the guys who left to other leagues, De Lit, De Young, none of them, not one single one of them can we see them a success anywhere. Not one. Maybe that need. Maybe they need Ten Hag. Maybe that's what it is. But that would concern maybe. me because I feel like. A proper football structure, which we don't have yet, would go, are you sure? Like, like maybe they have. I don't know. But I just don't feel so, it. And again, I could yeah. be wrong. Jindy could be I, right. I, I, but I don't think it's bad to have this concern because of the trend line that we have seen in the Premier League of all these failures. I think that's a yeah, valid I, thing to be concerned about. I, I think, and, and this coming on, on a couple of days after Steven Bergwijn, after a couple of years not doing much at Spurs, goes back to the Eredivisie. Um, I think I think it's a totally fair concern to have. Like, if the majority of my transfers were coming from that league, based on recent history, yes, I I would absolutely be concerned. I I also take Chimney's point though that it might be a bit of a rush right now. I don't th- like if there is a revamp of the whole scouting and what have you system going on, it's not going to be in place in order to make this window the best, most analytically competent 
search it could possibly be. So yes, in this case, you've only got a couple of months to work in. You're not going to do that much business. Get the guys in the manager wants. I think that's reasonable. I think if you're looking at a very similar conversation next summer, then then you'd have very legitimate concern. Then there's a problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, um, I just think, I feel like this season is just a get us to get the team playing in a system that is evident and then build on that next next year. That's that's what I'm thinking. So whoever can get you to help the team see what you need to play, Ericsson does that. De Jong does that. Lissandro Martinez, if he plays, if he comes in and, and, and has the impact he might have, he does that because they've done literally done Ten Hag system. That's all I'm saying. All, all I want is for him to imprint himself this year. Um, and the, the truth is, the good players we would want to sign will not come to us this summer. That's just a fact. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how else to... United fans need to get our asses out of our heads and just understand that we are not in that position. We can still get good players, but not the kind that we are thinking United should be going for them and they'll, you know... The problem is, if we pay the money people ask us to pay, we will look like mugs. If we don't pay the money, we look like mugs. And that's the issue. Uh, yeah. We, no, we don't win. Be, so, you've been looking like mugs for years. It's fine. I, I do <laughs> want to just add one thing before we move on, is that the yeah. players at United currently are very fucking good. Like, let's let's not I, beat around the bush. They are. I'm here for as the much as people laugh, Renaissance. People laugh about, like, Maguire. Maguire was great for two seasons. Mamasaka was great for two seasons. Like, they have to get back to where they were and get better. We know how good Bruno is. We know how good Rashford is. We know how good Sancho is. These are sensational football players, except for De Gea, who need to get back to where they were. That's what they need to do. And if he can do that, then he doesn't need to spend all this money in reality. Then you can get little little pieces and, and, and add them around. It, it doesn't need to be this overhaul that Ralph suggested, and which is, I'm so happy he's gone because that was idiotic. There just doesn't need to be that thing. That's that's what people on Twitter just celebrate because they play football manager and football and ultimate FIFA ultimate team. Stupid assholes. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. But the, the Ralph tenure will live long in, in my memory as one of the funniest funniest things I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, we, we should move on. Uh, very quickly, though, before we do, Chimney, since you're here, very quick prediction. Where are United going to finish this season? Um, either if we're lucky fourth, if we're if we're okay and we're unlucky in terms of other teams, fifth. Uh, the only difference I think it'll be is in terms of league pos- um, sorry points and events of style of play. We will see differences in those two things. I think the points gap yeah. will not be as horrendous. That's my prediction, but we will still, I don't um, think we'll have enough, depending yeah. on how things go for the rest of the window, especially as we stand now with who we've added. Uh, let's just chuck in Martinez in there because in the last hour or so, we've seen that we've put a, a new bid from reliable sources. So let's just say three. Um, I, I don't well, think Martinez yeah. cha- changes, <laughs> changes your league position. Well, I do because I feel like he <laughs> will. I feel like he will. He is able to play DM, and I think that's where it's going to be used. I might be wrong. If he does that and puts him in DM, that gives Ericsson and Bruno in the current team and Van der Beek and take out Cristiano. We're able to play a more balanced midfield that does what he wants to do, and I feel like we'll, we'll play much better in that system. That's my opinion. It may be wrong. Whatever. So somewhere so, between fourth and sixth. Yes, I think. But my point is, points tell points difference from the top will not be hurt by points anymore. 
It, sh- it uh-huh. can't be. It shouldn't be. And if we get Martial and and um, Rashford firing, Sancho firing, we may do better. Again, we were only we were second two years, well, two years ago. And people may say it was a false position, but it isn't. It's literally fact we were second. Like, there's nothing you can change about that. Whether you liked how we played or not, the players did what they had to do that year. So I think we can we can replicate it. We can get back to form and do well. That's what I'm hoping. All right. Sounds optimistic to me, but we will we will see. Um, your your great historic rivals Leeds have been doing a lot of business. Um, so Calvin Phillips left. Rafinha will leave at some point, and they've gone like proper American. American. Tyler Adams coming in. Um, Brendan Aronson already, um, and and a Colombian, um, Sinistera, who I, again that doesn't air a division signing. So we'll see how that goes. But um, Bernie, how do you feel about this uh, this, this wave of Americans coming in? Um, if it's it's very much let the manager bring in whoever the hell he wants. Like, sure, fine. <laughs> as long uh, as long as they once played for an RB team, apparently so. Uh, look, I, 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 from the little, I don't. I mean, I've seen Tyler Adams play. He seems like a good player. I think he's robust enough. Um, I think that's that's fine. The other guy, Sinistera, is that his name? I don't know anything about him except for a few clips of Wonder wonder goals that I've seen here and there. Um, I think that they're probably looking for more balance, and I think that's what they need. Like, Rafinha is great, whatever, but then Rafinha, Rodrigo, and was it your... Who was it? Not Llorente. Was it Llorente? Like, there are a bunch of people who just seemed very random to me, whose names I can't remember now, and I'm like, these people oh, don't man. fit. Well, yeah. Like, the, these guys feel like fit more in the Dan James, Jack Harrison, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it click or 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 click yeah. and cock? <laughs> yeah, if they fit in there, and I think if you have that mentality and that ethos, it's a lot better. Which is kind of what I was saying. I'm not into this galactical nonsense that people like to do. Just sign big names because you're supposed to, or like flashy names from like La Liga or whatever, or any other league just because. Like, what's your team ethos? What do you want? And I feel surprisingly, Bielsa didn't do that, in my opinion, when they got up, and that was his downfall in the end. Plus Melier as well, being his goalkeeper. But listen, man, people yeah. like that kid. I don't know why you like that. Alex likes that kid oh. specifically. Oh, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dwindling in support, but I still like him. Um, man, it seems to me like a summer of, at least on paper, very smart recruitment. Like there are a lot of clubs who are buying players that football analysis Twitter, at least would say like would point to and say yes like these are very sensible signings so you've got like Nottingham Forest I mean they're paying 17 million for Nico Williams because Liverpool are, are selling demons um but Nico Williams good young player Omar Richards good young player Niakate from Mines as far as we know good young player Dean Henderson on loan Southampton seem to have, have got a recruitment identity again Aribo coming in from Rangers like on paper good signing um this Romeo Lavia kid don't know anything about him but he's coming from manchester city he's young gonna kind of assume that he's good like they're all doing very sensible things but surely for some of them it's not gonna actually work right like it it all seems too good to be true well um speaking of specifically too good to be true uh fulham spending 13 million on andreas Pereira. (laughs) let me say this okay firstly thank you jesus thank you Thank you, Lord. We prayed for this day. And it's not necessarily because we think he's shit. 
Okay, we think there's a level for him. I think this is it. But we've wanted to sell a player for so long and make money on someone. And we did with Dan James, and now we're doing it again. I feel like we're in the ascendancy and we're almost back. But the fact that they're giving us that money, it means that we're learning something because you just mentioned Nico Williams. Fuck is this guy that he's like seventeen million? Are you serious? Like, who is this Romeo guy that we've never seen him play a single minute in our lives, and he's ten million? Like, these Liverpool and City are able to sell players the way United used to do under Fergie back in the day. Of he's he's in the academy or he's got a United badge on right now. It's on his resume, so that's five million right off the bat. Right? Anything else is is extra, and yeah, we we could. This sell, selling Andreas to me is our first step getting back there. <laughs> it, it, it is very simple, actually. For big clubs now, the only way you're going to sell players, because you can't, like, you can't sell to Europe because Europe has no money, right? So all you can do is like, get kids from your academy, give them a few games in the championship or in your team or whatever, just like a few games, not too many so that people find them out, but like a few so that people get excited. And then you can sell them for like 10 to 20 million. Like that's the only way big clubs can sell players. Chelsea basically funded like the last couple of years doing that shit. Like, yeah, it's a great business. Like it, it really is. And I don't know if these bottom feeder clubs are just really that stupid or, or like they have what? the choice. They have no choices. Yeah. I mean, if they want, if they want, if they want to attempt to have Premier League quality, they have to go to Premier League clubs. And unfortunately the, the, the farther they do, well, let me not say farther, the type of level of player they get are the academy players or one to ways from the bigger clubs. But at the same time, again, that is Premier League quality at the end of the day. So, like, they have to take the gamble, hope they work in their system, help them stay up, and then keep going and keep going. That's all they can do because if they bring championship players, you know, it's going to be championship ball, and that's not going to survive. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's a balancing act for them. And hey, if they can get it done, and again, the prices we're calling sound good on paper. They are, they are good prices for players that have never played. But also, you need to think about the budgets of all these clubs, too. And if they feel like they can spend that, their, their what, what do you call it, the parachute payments or whatever it is that they get from being in the Premier League on these players at this time, hey, milk it as for as much as you want, you know? Yeah. I don't blame City, I don't blame Chelsea for doing that. I can't wait for us to do that more. I do feel like United, I'm sorry I keep bringing it back to there, I think our current crop of academy will either enter our team or be enough, good enough to be sold. So I feel like people like Shuratire, Fernandez, if they don't make it to the top, Echelon, then they will get sold for good enough prices because they're good enough talent, I think. Yeah, so that's the model. The funny thing is, Arsenal that's thought the that they could do this, and then no one bought Reese Nelson. No, no one he bought. Uh, well, Ketia well, was was going for free, and now he's yep. the number fourteen at Arsenal, which I think is to a be... categorical disgrace. But okay, I know you don't care, Alex, but like, come no, on, I don't. Mate. Come it's on, mate. A number. It's a number. Um... <laughs> Also, Henri keeps just chatting shit, and it's kind of it's, it's annoying. Me, but, um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, they turned down ten million for Enketia from Crystal Palace. Um, what? But actually, like a year or two ago, um, he probably turned it down well, himself. To be fair, <laughs> maybe. Hey, yeah, Palace weren't Palace then. They weren't Vieira's Palace. Uh, I was just going to say, um, Burn Leno is in the uh, Andres Pereira mold as well. They, uh, Fulham seem to be wanting to give Arsenal about 10 million for him. So that's 
that's nice too. Um, a couple other things just to check off um, before we close. Uh, is anyone having a funnier transfer window than Lyon, who are just signing their old injured players for free? Like, um, what's his name? Lacazette. <laughs> Toliso, I'm I'm Toliso. surprised Ndombele didn't go for him. That 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 was amazing. Deadline day. Wait for it. Oh man. I just Wait, I just want to see did, like. Where did Ndombele go after Tottenham again? He, he, did, was on loan. he was on loan at Lyon last season, but now he's back. Oh, he's back. Really? Yeah. Is he yeah, they featured? Have they started preseason? He was no, very. They, he was they, very need to, they need to find did somewhere he, for him to go. Did he feature at all, Lyon? He played he play? like. Yeah, he played a few games, like six or seven games, and then he got dropped. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's Alex Alex's Alex has this thing of players that he really likes, and he thinks yeah. that oh they they didn't play well here, they'll go anywhere else and be good. And he doesn't really understand the concept of maybe they're just shit right now. Like everyone can go through a period of uh, being shit, and like maybe it's not the environment, maybe it's that player. <laughs> No, you know what Ndombele looks like he's turning out to be as a premium Adele Tarat. Yeah, a dribble merchant in centre midfield who's a bit robust. <laughs> but he's but he's but he's not even Adele's dribble merchant type player. Like Adele oh, Tarat was sensational. Adele Tarat and what's the other guy? Fuck Newcastle. God. Ben Arfa. Oh, oh Ben Arfa. I loved Ben Arfa. Oh, he was <laughs> fun. He was fun. What a beast. Um, man. All right. Uh, a few more names just to rattle through. Um, Onana, starting goalkeeper for Inter Milan. So Handanovic is just what? Just throwing him away. Handing on, handing on the baton. Wow. I don't know. Wow, I'd have. He's I'd like have fifty, him. isn't he? I'd have him. I was about to say he's old as hell, isn't he? I've been still, there forever. Still have him. Yeah. But Onana needs to get game time. Right? He's not been playing for for how long now? Right. So yeah, this like is the first years. time he can play, right? I'm surprised yeah. we didn't try to hijack that deal, to be honest. Honestly. We, we, we don't think we well, need that kind I, of keeper. I, we need someone to I second. I have player, why not? Speaking of old goalkeepers, Pepe Reina is still buffing about on the market. Looks like Fuck, he's going to rock yeah. up at Villarreal. That's where he started, wasn't it? That's where Liverpool huh? got him from. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. That, is, that is actually right. It's where Liverpool got him from. I think he's just trying to play for every club in Europe once. Yeah. Oh, um, Joaquin is still got a new contract extension. <laughs> yes. wow. Good for him. I think, but when you when you're better, so you can do that because like it just doesn't matter. Wow. This is true. Yeah. Um. um speaking, wait, Alex. Sorry, I know you have a list, but like, uh, what's his name? Arsenal player Bellerin, Betis. Anything there? Mm. Uh. Well, ba- like they have no money. So it's going to have to be like Arsenal do a bit of charity work, which they're very good at. Um, they may just have to like give him away. He's still mm. under contract and he wants to go back there, but Betis are offering to pay with like jamon and <laughs> jugs of sangria. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see you on that one. Um, yeah, the the last one I really wanted to talk about was uh, Federico Bernadeschi. Mm. Buddy, mm. he's coming to Toronto, man. It's mental. Yo, Bernadeschi and Insigne, Little Italy's gonna be rocking, baby. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think Toronto FC with a little with little Italians is, is the way to go. We had one, and now we said, screw that, we want two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. The, the long game is to have eleven. Yes. Wow. Yes. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think the I think they want to get the excitement back at uh, BMO Field. Uh, it was a bit mm-hmm. missing ever since Josie and Javinko either Wayne slash left. Pasquale didn't do the job. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. Has Altador um, retired? Who? Altador. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? he went to the Patriots. No, Patriots. Revolution. That's what they're called. He yeah. could have gone to the Patriots. He's big enough. Um. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, um. Jim, is there a soccer team in Memphis of any kind? Uh, no. There is Nashville, I think. Oh, okay. Nashville, not Memphis. I I do believe Nashville has a MLS team or something. Nashville. I think so. I think they're, I think they're the newest team or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Nashville SC. I think that's yeah. what it's called. Soccer club. Can I say I miss the days huh. of like funny MLS names? <laughs> I I don't I don't like all this. Soccer like Nashville SC, Austin FC, this United like yeah yeah, yeah. I prefer the Real Metro Sports and like yeah what is Real and like Kansas Sporting KC I prefer Kansas City Ch- Wizards I actually really no I'm not even joking I prefer San Jose Earthquakes still exist I like that like Tor- I like Toronto that. Blizzard back in the day in Inter Miami like what is, what is TFC works because it says like TFC has a good ring to it like mm-hmm. but like come on. Isn't Montreal Montreal's impact, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's still, it's still Vancouver impact. Whitecaps, yeah. I like that. Portland yeah, Timbers, yeah. I like that. Seattle Sounders. That's we need more of that shit. What is Atlanta yeah. United? What is this? <laughs> in the deeps in, in the south, you're like Atlanta United, really? <laughs> Inter Miami. Uh, Internationale de Miami, really. <laughs> we need we need a we need a uh, an Ozarks team. The something Ozarks. Uh, where is where is that Tennessee? No, the Ozarks are in. Um, states, isn't it? The Ozarks are in. Um, God, I, I forget. I keep forgetting Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? Where are the Ozarks? <laughs> this is the deep we've got. Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. The Ar- so it, no, mean, the Ozarks. No, so Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas. So it runs through the mountains. Yeah. Right. The main people where, is Missouri. Missouri is the one that everyone knows. Those that's probably so. where Lingard is is headed to. Probably. <laughs> yeah. He's going to MLS. So, I mean, not not that he's going to MLS, but like he would. He, apparently, he's interested in MLS, and I can see it. I think that's his. That's where his spirit resides, like in the United States. I think so. Yep. I think so too. He can join Bale, LAFC. Um. All right. Go wrap it up. Um. But we've had one question from Will. At World GHO on Twitter, who says, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, this this player. Uh, Ame Hodzic, I think. Um, best signing of the window? Discuss. So, if you've never heard of this bloke, he's like a football manager legend. And I think he's like, is he Swedish? Well, he was playing at Malmo. And then he went to Bordeaux. And then they got relegated and bankrupted or whatever. And so Sheffield United have signed him. And he's supposed to be like, one of the biggest defensive prospects in Europe, and now he plays for Sheffield United. So Will's very excited. I have a question for you, based on that. And I know you want to you mm-hmm. want to go sleep, but 
maybe both of we could do a quick round fire. Who's the best random FM legend you've ever signed? I haven't played football manager, so I'm gonna say this out. But go ahead. While while you wait, I can I can tell you that I got two. Go on. One one Catania. This guy called Catania who used to play yeah, in some East. Celta Vigo. Bought him. He scored forty goals a season every year. And the most random one was I bought this guy from Boca Juniors called Roberto Sosa. I brought him to Man United, and he was all beast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that all sounds very familiar. Mine was back in the day, there was a kid, a goalkeeper at River called Franco Costanzo, who was just, he was like 21, but he was Schmeichel levels already. It was ridiculous. But that, that was like, in, in the 90s, early 2000s, you could just go to River Plate and just anyone who was like under yeah. 25 was just going to be But the, the way the game was configured was there were actually players that like, if anyone signed them, they would score 50 goals. Like, it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a cheat code. If you unlock, if you found him, and there were forms, I'd be like, oh my God, um, Stephen McSomething, McFlair, McClair, no. Uh, no. I know the one you mean. I know the one you mean. It was one of those guys. McPhail, McPhail. That guy, <laughs> funny name, but that guy was a legend. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, it's all good. All right, better leave it there. Chimdi, thank you so much for joining us, man. I, ho- I hope you feel better. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I always love being with you guys talking about this. And I'm glad I got to voice my opinion because I've been wanting to vent <laughs> properly. There's with peace Bernie. currently un- until... Brian Robbie rumors turn out to be true, then I'm going full on insane. <laughs> Brian Robbie looks like one of those action figures, those Corinthian figures, like big head, tiny, but anyway, well, we'll see when we, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Bernie, thank you, man. Talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.